0: Hey everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Cynthia Kane. Cynthia Kane helps people enhance their lives and relationships by teaching them how to speak to themselves, others, and their environment in a kind, honest, and helpful way. She has taught over 50,000 people how to change the way they communicate through her best selling books How to Communicate Like a Buddhist, Talk to Yourself Like a Buddhist, How to Meditate Like a Buddhist her daily OM courses, and the Intentional Communication Training Program. Cynthia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here with you today. I'm sure you're going to have some amazing insights and probably some good stories to share with our listeners. I hope so. (laughs) So let's just dive in. How can you begin to change the way you communicate?
1: Yes, so you can begin to change the way that you communicate by starting to listen to yourself, right? So starting to pay attention to the way that you're communicating with yourself and um, others in ways that are making you feel maybe a little more fearful or anxious or less than any ways that are kind of causing more discomfort in your life and starting to pay attention to that. and, um, And then really the practice begins from there, right? To to pay attention to the language that you're using, and then seeing in that moment if you can um, kind of shift shift to start speaking in a more kind, honest, and helpful way. So, looking at it through a lens of suffering, I know that sounds kind of um, uh, like an intense word, but really, suffering in this instance means any discomfort or um, you know, um, lack, fear, anxiety embarrassment, anything of those sorts. Um, so the idea is really to help yourself and others suffer less with your communication. So if you can start to see through with that lens, then most of your interactions will change.
0: This the, I'm just sitting here kind of processing that help yourself and others suffer less yes with your communication wow mm-hmm. that's that's strong <laughs> <laughs> I, I can reflect back and sometimes I probably should have used different language more so tone than language mm-hmm. I think to resolve a situation <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: is yeah that- I mean tone comes up often with uh, students and tone is really a reflection of what's going on inside right so Um, If you're coming to your interactions with more of um, like a really uh, clear and helpful intention, then the tone will be different than if you're coming with judgment or exaggeration or better than or less than um, frame. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So tone really comes, tone is really what shows you if you're, truly coming with like a non-judgmental stance if you're showing up in a way where you're meeting each other where you're at without it being you know good or bad
0: Hmm. that's interesting um so is it really possible to change an interaction if it's just one person talking differently
1: it is it really is because the phenomenal thing that you begin to see is that um when you start interacting differently Others have no option but to interact differently with you because you're no longer connecting in the same way. Um, so they no longer know how to engage. So you end up changing the conversation simply by um, you coming to the interaction through a different lens or coming to it with this want to be kind, honest, and hopeful.
0: Um, is this something, this, the thing that pops in my mind when you say that is, um, like a sales tactic is mirroring the person that you're selling to. Is this kind of that communication of
1: what you're, you're pushing out, they're reflecting back somewhat kind of, yeah. I mean, in the sense that when, when I talk about mirroring, it's more, um, like acknowledging where the person is emotionally, um, it's not so much repeating what has been heard, but more acknowledging where the person is, Hmm. right? So somebody, um, you know, is sharing that they're really frustrated because they've uh, turned in a project and it didn't go well at work instead of, you know, trying to fix the situation or trying to, push the person to feel differently, the mirroring aspect here is more just saying, gosh, I can completely see how frustrating that is. I know that you've, you've been working really hard on that.
0: Okay, good. Interesting. Wow. Thanks. So what's, what's (laughs) the best way to get started with intentional communication?
1: So it really is about understanding and knowing that you I mean, that it's possible to change your interactions and really start having types of conversations that um, you want to be having um, and understanding that your words are powerful, right? And so paying attention to the words that you're choosing will really change how everything unfolds for you, right? Because the way that we talk with ourselves really dictates how we communicate with others and how we see the world. So if you just imagine uh, beginning there and starting to, um, you know, think of connecting with yourself in a way that's more intentional um, with your language, moving yourself more in the direction of kind of what feels better for you as opposed to language that uh, can have you feeling less than or down. Um, you really begin to create more intention throughout your day with your language because then you have more of an anchor
0: I love that and just there's yeah there's the choice of words and what you're communicating can really impact how you feel and vice versa right
1: yeah 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 so much so it's so true
0: and, and obviously what the purpose of the show is, is networking. Mm-hmm. Communication is a significant part of building relationships.
1: Yes, it is. I mean, I, I really believe that um, it it's the root of everything. It's the seed of everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love it. This I mean, communication is what really triggered me to get into marketing because it's all about pushing a message to yeah. an audience. Yeah. Um, but fascinating. And it's, it's fascinating in general, communication can go so many different directions and, you know, professionally and personally, and it impacts everyone. Like you said,
1: mm-hmm. it really does. And it, like I, what you're saying, right. That um, in each different environment, it may take on the language may be different. Right. Um, but when you start really getting into At least this practice of communication, the practice itself is the same while the language may be different in more of a professional sense than in a personal sense. You're still using the same techniques and practices throughout.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. So let's talk about networking a little bit um, since we kind of started that transition My goal is to really eliminate any fears that anyone, um, our listeners may have when they hear that word networking. So can you share, uh, one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Sure. Yeah. So
1: I, I have to say that I used to fear networking. (laughs) I would raise my hand at that. Um, and what I have found is, um, that this one experience that I had Uh, really changed that for me. I, um, I went to a event here when I first, I live in Washington, DC. Um, and I decided, you know, on a whim to go to this event that was happening at a gallery down the street. Maybe this was mm, six years ago, seven years ago. Um, and I didn't know anyone there. Um, I just showed up with this feeling. I had this kind of intuition that this was where I needed to be. It was a all-female event. um, And it was about crave, like this idea of what you crave and what you desire. Um, And I showed up not knowing anyone, was seated at a table with these phenomenal women. And I heard this. Woman begin to speak, and her name was Angela Loria, and she gave this incredible story about like a a uh, foreign exchange experience that she had, and it turned out that she ran a company, ran a publishing company here in DC, and at that time I was uh, doing a lot of freelance editing for different publishing houses, and it was then that I, after hearing her really, I went over and I just started talking to her and striking up a conversation. And it turns out that she was looking for, you know, editors to come on to her team. And so that meeting, just that one meeting led to you know, lots of freelance projects with her. And that was incredible. The same thing, I had another experience um, years before where I had been out actually at a uh, my friend's birthday party when I lived in New York and we were just at a, like a local bar and um, someone yelled out loud, does anybody know any editors here? And I was, just raised my hand. Um, And that's when I met the publisher (laughs) of a publishing house that I ended up working for, for about like seven, eight years. So um, lots of different ways to, to network. Those two were really honestly the most profound for me. It sounds like
0: it. The first one I, what I love about that is you just randomly went to an event just kind of for your own personal enrichment. It sounds like, and Turned into an amazing opportunity, mm-hmm. um, and the second one, I mean, that really goes to show you never know where is going to present itself, right?
1: Never, <laughs> ever, you really don't ever know. Um, yeah, and even you know what's even more fascinating to me when I think about this now is that um, after the event where I heard Angela Laurie speak, and then I ended up working with her for a little. Um, What I ended up learning with her was truly how to um, run a business. And from her, that's how I really got into the business that I run now. It's kind of, I I didn't really make that link until just this moment. But
0: yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. And um it's always fun to get those little epiphanies, isn't it? Yes, it really <laughs> connecting is connecting all the dots. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. It happens, yeah. Um, so let's talk about nurturing those relationships. Um, how do you stay in front of and best nurture your network or and your community?
1: So I mean for me it's really around um, you know, connection and um I mean, within the work that I do now, um, I really consider those who are, uh, you know, on my email list or people who are students of mine. That to me is really my community. That is really um, a network for me. And so, you know, being in touch with them a few times a week through my newsletter and sharing with them, I feel is really important. Sharing what's happening. Um, in my life in regard to communication, what's coming up for me and how the practice uh, that I use is really helping me in certain moments or it's reminding me you know, to be more patient in my um, communication and things of that sort. So connecting with um, my network in that way is, is really big for me, um, being able to share and also to create spaces uh, to have open dialogue, right? So that others are um, able to share as well. So um, whether that's through workshops or forums or discussions, that's really important to open that space to.
0: I, I think it is, uh, I agree 100% with you. It's extremely important to... Stay in front of. Um, I love that you're leveraging a number of tools um, to do that, like email and um, workshops and whatnot. I think that's really powerful to remind your your community that that you exist and you you have value to provide.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, and I, I what I found is really um, helpful is really asking, you know, asking questions. Um, because that really creates dialogue, right? So it's not just me, it's not just me sharing, but then it's others responding. So a lot of the, you know, the newsletters that I send out or emails that I send out, um, to groups of people will get a lot of responses and a lot of people sharing what's coming up for them. And that to me is really important, um, because it's not, it's not just me, right? Um, in, in the sense of it being more of a community.
0: And I think that's where um, there's value for everyone then mm-hmm. when it's a community. It's not just you as the, the center point of attention. Um, right. it's everyone's equal. And that's what I, I love about, you know, I think building communities has really evolved over the last couple of years, especially in the digital space. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think it's wonderful when you look at it as a level playing field as opposed to having a central point of attention. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What advice would you offer to the business professional who's looking to grow their network? Really to nurture the connections you already have, to nurture the network that you already have. Um, I really believe that if you can establish really um, strong relationships with those who are already within your community or within your network, um, what ends up happening is those people then have a hard time not talking about how wonderful, um, that community is to be a part of, or how of, you know, how the material resonates with them and how it's been helpful to them and how it's been of service to them. Um, and that then creates more, right. So more people then become interested, more people are hearing about it, more people are learning about it. Um, and that's really a way right to grow um so my my advice is really to nurture and love those who are already within your network meaning you know to really serve those who are there so with whatever it is that you do to make sure that um you're of service to them right that you're being helpful and that what it is that you're offering is improving their lives in some way
0: yeah, I, I think that's great is to really um, then organically, it's going to grow. Once you've mm, proven yeah. that you're of value and a resource, um, then your network will organically make the introduction to those that will find value in what you provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that nurturing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. So powerful. All right, Cynthia, if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career?
1: I don't think actually I would have done anything differently (laughs) if I go back to my 20 year old self, because there's no way, I don't really believe there's any way I could have ended up here any other way. Sure. You know? Yeah. Your your chosen
0: path brought you to where you are today.
1: Yes. A hundred percent. Um, And it's definitely not what I thought it would have been at all. (laughs) (laughs) Normally isn't, isn't that the truth? (laughs) But I do remember, I do remember my father telling me um, when I had first graduated from college, you know, he said, wherever it is that you want to be and where you are now, it will not be a straight line from, from where you are to there. Um, He was like, it will go all over the place. And he, he is a hundred percent correct.
0: you know, so we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you could do it within the sixth degree?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to connect with Dr. Shafali. She does the conscious parenting. Uh, she's, you know, written books and she leads kind of that movement. Um, and... I I do believe it would be possible to connect with her within six, like within six degrees, if I really truly think about it. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen, you know, within the next maybe six, seven months, I have this feeling.
0: Cool. Based so, on... so how
1: are you going to start that process then? <laughs> um, well, I'm going to start the process by... Um, Pinpointing kind of the connections, right? The connections that are similar, um, and really looking to see those who are in my network um, if they know anybody who is within her network, and then moving from there.
0: There, there you go. I mean, that's really how it works, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the that's the strength and the power of having. I mean, it's the power of having a network, but I also think, you know, when you talk about having, uh, when we talk about communication, a big piece of it is being able to ask, right? So you can have a wonderful network, but if you, but if you're not able to, um, connect with them in a way where, you know, you are of service to them, but they can also be of service to you, um, then you don't, you're not fully utilizing the network, right? Because they also wanna be helpful to you too. Mm -hmm. So having the, you know, the ability to ask for help when needed is important.
0: It is, I agree hundred percent. But you have to earn a level of trust within your network before you can give that, push that ask out there. Yes, yes, yes,
1: yes, that's so true.
0: All right, Cynthia, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something you'd like to ask me?
1: I'd love to know what you think the most, um, the most important piece to networking is right now in, like, in the digital world.
0: Great question. Um, and that's, that's where my world is. Well, it's where everyone (laughs) is right now, but, (laughs) um, what I think is important is to be, I don't think it changes regardless if it's digital or traditional, it's to be authentic, you know, be yourself, um, follow through on what it is that you are promising to deliver to someone, um, and just be a value, provide value, showcase your expertise and, and be a resource. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people overthink it uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to connecting digitally. It's just um, being consistent, I think, is probably the biggest differentiator in the digital space versus any sort of traditional in-person networking. Mm-hmm. Um You know, if you're, if you're part of a networking group or an organization and you show up a couple of times, you know, that face-to-face people remember you. um, And if you've got an established relationship, it's fairly easy to reconnect in person, but digitally, you know, there's so much being thrown at us from all different angles that if you want to remain top of mind, you have to be consistently publishing valuable content online.
1: And where do you, I mean, where do you think it's best to publish content right now? Or does it depend on what your niche is?
0: Yeah. Yep. The uh traditional marketing response <laughs> is it depends. <laughs> um, you know, it, it really depends on where is your audience? Who are you trying to speak to? Mm-hmm. Um and once you figure that out, uh, and where are they engaging, then you that's a platform or or channel channels potentially that you should be leveraging to get your message out
1: and what about i'm gonna keep asking you a question that's fine (laughs) (laughs) and what about um like with your do you prioritize let's say an email list over um you know posting to like social media or linkedin in terms of networking um I think it again it depends. I mean
0: personally I I do try to post fairly consistently on LinkedIn. Um but I also am pushing content out via email mm-hmm. and there's definitely some strategies there. I mean there's a um, my our standard newsletter that gets sent out once a month, but then there's other segmented messaging that's either, you know, one to one, one one to a few or one to many depending on what the specific goal and objective is. But when it comes to networking specifically, mm-hmm. I really try to make that one-to-one communication.
1: Mm. Because you're able to really learn more about the other person and then you? Uh,
0: yes, yep. Mm-hmm. If I'm, you know, um, what I've been practicing personally is if someone pops into my head for any reason, you know, I mean, our our minds are, fascinating things that mm-hmm. weird, bizarre things that show up out of nowhere. Yes. But, you know, maybe I haven't talked to this person for a few months. And if they just come into my head, then I, I send them a message and, and it's a one-to-one, you know, it could be a, a private message on LinkedIn or Facebook or a text or an email, but some way or another, I want them to know that I was thinking about them. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was because of a pre, you know, fairly recent conversation that, Eventually, it resurrected their name in my my mind um, that I can kind of tie that to, or maybe there's some value proposition, education, or just saying, "Hey, just letting you know I'm thinking about you, and I want you to know I appreciate you." You know, yeah. sometimes that's that's all it is. You
1: know, I just want to check in and say hi. Yeah, I really I really like that a lot. Um, you know, sometimes I'll notice if I. I've been in touch with someone and then out of touch, you know, for maybe a month or so, they'll pop in and just sending an email, just being like, I've been thinking about you today. You've been coming up in my mind is, you know, something that often happens. And it's it's nice to reconnect and have those moments. It's great. It is. And and I don't know if you experience this, but occasionally
0: They'll respond back with like, you are in my mind too. And it's like <laughs> yeah.
1: the universe is so bizarre sometimes. It <laughs> is it brings us all together when we, we need it the most. I it, think it totally does. Uh well, do you have any final word or advice to offer listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? I think I mean what you were saying, right, about um just being authentic and really just being yourself and being able to find what that is, that looks like for you. Um, because it, I think it's really easy to try on other people, other people's way of connecting and, you know, um, emailing or speaking. And um, I, I think that so much of this is really knowing that the person that you are, is the person that your network is looking for.
0: Yeah, that's true. Very true. I love it. Cynthia, if anyone is interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you?
1: They can go to my website at cynthiacane.com. You can go there. Um, And... You can also email me. I'm very open to receiving emails. I love that. Um, At Cynthia at intentionalcommunicationinstitute.com.
0: Fantastic. We will include all of this information in our show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Definitely a great conversation. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Cynthia for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com and search for Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email to Lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast.